0: Hi, I'm Geeta and I'm Swati. Welcome to episode 8 of the Autism Everyday podcast. Today we're going to be talking about safety skills for your toddler and
1: child ages 1 to 5. Just a little heads up for those of you who are tuning in only now. Geeta and I are BCBAs. We run WECAN, a resource center for autism in Chennai. And we are passionate about parent training, education and of course ASD. Um, uh, so
0: one of the most critical skills, really, for anybody, any child to have is safety skills, and uh, there simply cannot be enough emphasis laid on this when you read about it every day, the newspapers are full of scary sports. stories it's, it's very, yeah. very scary right um so uh, more so when you're talking about a child uh, in the autism spectrum, mm-hmm. they have their core deficits, communication, uh, and you know inability to understand subtle social cues yeah. or nonverbal cues. and and so it becomes really, really important when a child has autism. So, where do you actually start you know teaching safety skills? Where do you begin? It's it's very, very hard to kind of, and how do you teach them, right? That's true. So we've had parents come in and ask us questions like, how do I ensure my child is not dart across the road
1: mm-hmm.
0: or uh, doesn't run away in a crowded mall, like, not even reference back, just get, just look at something that's interesting maybe and just walk away, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, that could happen in an airport. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a nightmare. That is. <laughs> right? We have had parents worry about uh, the child's inability to report bullying or the fact that he didn't eat his lunch at school. Um, The end goal for all of us collectively is to equip the child with autism to grow into an adult who can take care of himself, stay safe and be as independent as possible.
1: Absolutely and I think that that end goal begins in toddlerhood. You know, So um, here is a list of skills that your toddler and your child ages 1 to 5 needs to acquire as building blocks to the ultimate goal of keeping themselves safe. So let's look at 2.5 years. Your child needs to be able to walk alongside the adult without having to hold hands necessarily. In other words, he needs to be safely walking with the adult, keeping pace not running away or straying without permission. I know this is hard, right? I know yeah. at 2.5 years, it's super hard. But you want to practice this within your house first, yeah. in a safe environment where you know you're teaching him how to walk, how to respond to subtle nonverbal cues of you walking or you're stopping or, you're, you know, keeping pace with you. And then generalize it to you know, the The outdoors, the public space, the backyard, you know, something like that. You want your child to be able to stop when you stop and wait alongside you. Whether you're, you know, at a traffic signal, which is really ideal. Or if you live in India, just about any road, even a sidewalk. You could be getting off your car and and there's another car just zooming past you and a biker who wants to cut through. So you want to make sure your child knows that he's got to stop when he sees mom or dad stop. He needs to wait for a sign from you to indicate that it's okay to continue walking. Yeah. So when you use the word stop with your toddler, you want to ensure that you get him to stop whatever he's doing and essentially play a game of freeze with you. You know, statue, he's just got to freeze up. Yeah, yeah. So it's very, very critical
0: to teach children to respond to the word stop and for them to understand what it means. I mean, what should they be doing when they hear the word stop? So let's talk a little bit about gestures here. You want to make sure your child is not only responding to the sound of the word stop and you know instructions like come here but you also want to teach them to respond to the hand gesture of stop and come here. I mean imagine the crowd is uh, the child is in a place which is very crowded or noisy right or he's a little away from you and he cannot hear you but he should still be able to respond to your gesture and Mm -hmm. this is something pretty much most young kids know when you gesture to them to stop or when you put out your hands and you know gesture to them to come back here come here and that's something these children also need to know so using the gestures as a bridge uh, while you teach them to respond to the words is so so critical keeping in mind those public spaces that we are talking about um, that brings me to another point about healthcare activities in toddlers specifically. How many of them tolerate a bandaid, right, being placed on them or being wiped with an antiseptic and a piece of cotton? I mean, that can—it is scary, I know, for a lot of kids. For a lot of kids, mm-hmm. um, but a lot of children with autism do not allow you to even, you know, clean the wound, or they don't tolerate a bandage or a a band-aid and then you just peel it off and sometimes you do need to wear it um, these are some first aid measures you really want to get them used to i mean you could start off by playing a doctor and nurse game have them you know put some antiseptic on you on, on an assigned part and then say it's your turn and do it on them and get them to understand that it's painless and it's perfectly okay to have that band-aid or
1: bandage on you yeah absolutely um, that brings me to another fun game to play with your child it's called tell me what you see mm-hmm. so this perspective taking game can be played in your bedroom your dining room your kitchen in the car during a drive just about anywhere yeah that's
0: that's interesting so how does this game of tell me what you see help if your child is lost right um, and Say somebody finds him and you know places a phone call, and he can actually describe what he sees around him. And this is a skill you want to begin training at age three and keep training over the years. Uh, you never know when it will come into use, and you always want to be prepared. I mean, late going later, the child can actually describe the location.
1: That's true. Once he's you know an adult yeah. or yeah. a teenager and he's yeah. got his own phone. Yeah. He could actually tell you where he is or what he he sees. sees. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. So he can actually describe the location which
0: will help you figure where he's likely to be the most. We know of a young man, now a young man with ASD, who when he was younger would routinely wander off (laughs) from home and would be brought back by the police. And I mean this happened two, three times and he was brought back every time because there was a police booth right next to their house Mm -hmm. Uh, and so uh, the policemen who were there knew the child and knew that you know he lived in this particular house Uh, the same child has many times gotten into unknown vehicles just because he loved you know to go on a drive Um, so one day his mom actually followed him right when he you know got out of home because she was curious to see where does this boy actually Wander off to because he was every time brought back uh, halfway, and uh, he actually walked a fair, fair distance and went into an ice cream shop where the family had eaten a few days ago. <laughs> oh wow, wow,
1: that is scary. Though. Yeah, yeah. Um, according to the National Autism Association, elopement or wandering away is a common issue seen in people with ASD. Did you know that almost 48% of children and individuals with ASD elope or wander away from a safe environment like their homes? Much like the the young man with autism you spoke about. Yeah, Um, They do this for reasons largely unknown. Mm -hmm. More than one third of these individuals who elope are unable to even communicate their name, address or phone number. Anything that will help them get home safe
0: yeah that's that's scary those numbers are scary which brings us to our next goal of having your child learn to answer some basic information questions right Um, I remember a few months back um, we were visited by um, some um, you know members of the police department Uh with a phone and they had this video and pictures of this boy must have been six seven years old so he was found wandering on the road, and so somebody brought him to the police station, and uh, they were the policemen tried to ask him a variety of questions like what's your name, uh, what's your phone number, where do you live, what's your father's name, and so on and so forth. And the child um, could not answer them and didn't or did not answer them. Clearly, he was non-verbal and did not have an ID card on him. Um, of course, thankfully the story had, a, you know, a good ending. He was reunited with his family, but that kind of left a scar in our minds about how we do need to prep our kids, no matter how young they are, for the realities of safety. If your child is nonverbal, then we need to get him used to carrying an ID card and train him to display it uh, when he's asked. You know a series of questions about himself so you put that into training what are the probable questions that somebody could ask you if they find you wandering on the street like from what's your name to are you lost to where do you live so on and so forth Um, so if he could be trained to actually just show his id card it might answer a lot of those questions if the child is verbal then you want to have him answer those questions relevantly right of course there is a larger aspect of the child having to know who he can give this information to and when this information can actually become dangerous to be shared, I mean with who is it potentially dangerous to share. But let us work on this skill first and then we need to work of course on discrimination about who he can share this information with. right? I mean this is a catch a very tricky situation I mean one of the questions parents often ask is you know I want to teach my child to open the door to be Mm -hmm. able to open the door but in response to a doorbell say for example right Uh, but it is a catch 22 situation because at some level uh, what if the child just opens the door? I mean it could be anybody at the door and the child could open it. He could let a stranger in or just about anybody who rings the doorbell. But on the other hand, he does need to know to open the door because what if you are locked outside and he's the only guy who is inside the house and so he needs to open the door to let you in for example. So it is really you know a tricky situation and you need to teach him how to discriminate when he needs to use the skill. Um, so that's a giant topic and something to talk about for later. Let's I think we have to first look at enabling in some ways and then teaching them to discriminate situations and people as these skills um, and their skills develop, their that's ability very true. to right. Yeah. To
1: understand a lot of this. Absolutely. This yeah. is the starting point. Yeah. yeah. So remember you've got this as a parent, as an interventionist you have the ability to make that change for your child and to equip him for a safer tomorrow. So we are signing off today but we will be back with more on safety skills for your child with ASD. Today's segment focused on toddlers and ages one to five but we will have more talks on children across all age groups who have ASD. Write into us at wechallengeautism at gmail.com with your thoughts or DM us at wechallengeautism on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you for tuning into Autism Everyday. Stay safe and see you next time.